So I might be coming in hot today with a hot take. I think it's important to understand that I'm not attacking anybody. But I do find it incredibly frustrating about, and it's typically the far left and their efforts to address global warming and climate change. Um, they like to promote re renewable energy as if it's this silver bullet to overlook alternative perspectives and considerations. My example would be electric cars, for example, as if they're some amazing solution. It's uh, kind of important to acknowledge the environmental impact of those when you have to mine resources like cobalt and South Africa and lithium in Afghanistan, which let's be completely clear, are used for the batteries that run the cars. Questions about the carbon footprint and assembly costs of electric vehicles are valid concerns and yet they're completely ignored. Another realistic concern is that while we discuss wildfires in Canada and Yellowstone and California almost every single day, thank you, Lester Holt, we often neglect basic issues like litter on the side of the road. It would be beneficial to see the government take action and enforce re responsible waste management, making people accountable for picking up their own trash. I mean, here in Pittsburgh, Taylor Swift was just here, by the way, hardcore radical leftist. And... Yeah, people were just littering like pigs in the streets of Pittsburgh, just adding to the already massive hole of trash that is downtown Pittsburgh and other downtowns around the country. Don't see her talking about it at all. It would be beneficial to see the government take action and enforce responsible waste management with this. And like it across the country, making people accountable for picking up their own damn trash. You know, it's true, 100%, that both China and India are major contributors to CO2 emissions. And it is a significant amount. And they also make up a significant amount of the trash in, in the Pacific Ocean and around the world because they don't have adequate practices for sanitation. I mean, it's significant amount of ocean trash originated from the coastal areas of those countries. In these countries, it's due to inadequate sanitation practices, 100%. It's puzzling how Western civilization is criticized for its alternatives and attempts to address climate change and environmental issues with basic problems like trash disposal, which persists to deny the population areas the responsibility it needs to clean its own mess up, but dirty water, widespread litter, and insufficient tax allocation by your local governments for waste management at waste management and unfortunate realities that faced with that. Like realistically, how are we going to address climate change if we can't even pick up the trash on the side of the road? That is the point. Start small. Start with the trash on the side of the road. You want to start with cars like California. You want to get everybody to have solar panels on their houses. Congratulations. How are you going to get people to pay for that? How are you going to get the masses to subscribe to that? Short of fascism. By making it more affordable. By making it more of a palatable observation by both sides, the left and the right in some cases. 
These are the alternatives of improving the world, but in order for you to improve the world, you have to convince people to take small steps. And it starts with our children. Take the time to raise your children, to pick up trash on the side of the road if they see it. It takes two seconds and no effort, and it doesn't hurt anybody. You don't like the way it looks? Pick it up, throw it in a trash can, wash your hands. And don't get me started on the sanitation practices. Waste management has landfills, that are massive. You go to Latin America and you look at the landfills, it's terrifying. People literally live in landfills with trash. I've been in one. It's terrifying. In order to achieve autonomy on a global scale for all society, it's got to be one or two things. One, we have a complete population collapse of like 10 million people on this entire rock. It would take hundreds, if not thousands of years to recover from the impact human beings have had on the planet. But I digress. You either have less people due to famine, due to plague, due to war, or Society as a whole has to come together and own it collectively. And that's what this podcast is about. About having the tough conversations. To truly take the time just to start by picking up that small piece of trash. So if we want to acknowledge, just to start off, that our tax dollars aren't being allocated toward the priorities we consider important as a community, it becomes challenging for us to individualize how to improve the planet when we lack information or are underinformed. It's crucial that we as a society engage in well-educated, thoughtful, and bipartisan conversations, I know that's hard, that promote feasibility and logic as well as civility within the discussion topics like carbon emissions and electric cars. Currently, we are not achieving this level of discourse. And a significant portion of our news comes from online sources like YouTube or the public media. Again, thank you, Lester Holt. This issue is not limited to the United States alone. It affects Europe, other developing countries, as well as countries like Russia, Ukraine, and the Eastern Bloc nations, ring a bell, where their propaganda is used to manipulate public opinions. But they're not the only ones. China and India also employ their own forms of propaganda to maintain peace and establish their own global influence. Surprise, surprise. This manipulation prevents individuals from having a collaborative impact on their societies as governments often assert what they feel is better. And it comes at a cost of subscribing to their groupthink, their ideologies, and their geopolitical conflicts. This may involve supporting wars in Ukraine, engaging in Cold War mentalities with Russia, and delaying Social Security benefits for the elderly. 
or endorsing military interventions like the war in Iraq. In this context, the interests of big government and large corporations often take precedence over the well-beings of the people. And these entities exert influence on society by design, impacting both our country and others. First world to third world. I kind of want to wrap this up. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to picture you sitting in Western Pennsylvania, sharing your thoughts with listeners all around the world from Frankfurt to Munich, Germany, London to Arizona, Kansas to California. It's like a global rant party. And guess what? We all have our own little bubbles of reality shaped by our unique life experiences. It's like wearing reality tinted glasses that only let us see what we want to see. Now, here comes the irony. Despite our best intention to be well-informed, we are limited to our own two eyeballs and the thoughts that pop up into our fatty brains. It's like we're all working around with a conclusion vending machine that dispenses those ideas to benefit only our experiences. Wouldn't it be hilarious if only the open-minded folks got to vote or engage in reasonable conversation? I know, right? I can already hear the cries of the closed-mindedness from here. But hey, let's face it. We need those thought-provoking discussions that go beyond a simple yes or no. We're talking about conclusions that benefit everyone, or almost everyone, while maintaining sacrifices for the greater good. It's like finding the holy grail of decision-making. Oh boy, do we need a dose of humility, democracy, and sobering reality for that. Take climate change, for example. If we stick to the good old combustion engine for the next century, our environment will be grumpier than an angry cat. Rising temperatures will melt ice, causing water to rise and flood coastal areas. And it's like Mother Nature's not-so-fun water park, by the way. The littering? Yeah, that's a no-no. Recycling and reusing should be our jam. You know, instead of throwing away those clothes your kids don't wear, pass them on to someone else. It's like a fashion revolution for the environmentally conscious man. I said that in my hey dude. And hey, how about reviving community farming? Each zip code gets its own little plot of land where people can contribute their time, their their money, and resources to grow fresh veggies. Forget those $2.39 cheeseburgers from fries. We're talking about feeding our bodies with souls our bodies and souls with locally sourced goodness. It's like socialism on a plate. Well, be careful. It, it, it only works on the local level. Once big government jumps in, things tend to get kind of crazy. It's like communism while your communism wild cousin crashing the party kind of thing. Like you don't want everybody involved. You just keep it minimal. In the end, we need to find our way without corporate interest and big government breathing down our necks. It's Let's build a society where community thrives and individuals give back without going bankrupt. It's like discovering the secret sauce for success, minus the sneaky ingredients. 
So folks, let's toast to a world where satire and humor guide us toward a brighter future. Everybody love everybody.